and welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Hello, welcome to Coffee and Catholics. If you had joined us two weeks ago, you would have heard our interview with our own co-host, Alicia. Um, We are doing a little four-episode series where we interview each other and to kind of reintroduce ourselves to you all. Um, We had done an introduction on our Facebook group page before our first episode was released, but we've never done a formal um, introduction here on the podcast. So we thought we would go ahead and do that to start off 2022. And today we are going to be interviewing our co-host Annie. Hello. Hello, Annie. So, Annie, where are you from originally? I am from the Oklahoma City area. Um, kind of bounced, well, I was it from east of Oklahoma City growing up. And then got married. We lived in west of, western Oklahoma for a little bit. Well, we lived in Oklahoma City area. Then western Oklahoma. Then we lived in Colorado, north of Denver for a bit. Um, for about three years, and then we moved back to Oklahoma to take care of my dad um, when he was sick and just stayed. And we love being um, here because all of our families here. Um, so, so Annie, yeah. I I know in our personal conversations before you've talked a little bit about your education growing up. So you, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I um, started off in a Catholic school for preschool and kindergarten. I was the kid who um, you heard screaming down the halls and kicked the nun and (laughs) wouldn't take naps. And it was uh, good times. Good times. Um, Was this like the kicking of the nun? Did this happen repeatedly or just like a one-time incident? Um, the kicking of the nun happened, I believe, one time. That was, I didn't want to take a nap. This was in preschool. And I've heard this story several times from, from the teacher who's now, like, my, her daughter married my uncle. So it was my aunt's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, um, so she, so I guess I wouldn't take a nap. I didn't want to take a nap. And so she gave me the warning that she was going to send me to the principal's office, who is this this sister who was not a petite, very you know proper little old, little nun. She was a rather um, sturdy lady who everybody feared, and um, she thought that would that would kind of get me to settle down. And everything it did not, and so she she had to make good on that uh, and send me to the principal's office and. I don't, I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I, I, my, my go-to was sticking my fingers in my ears, sticking my tongue out, and just kicking. And uh, I, I, she at some point chased me around her office, all that you know, fun times, and my mom was a teacher there. Um, so, yeah, that was... <laughs> I got to sit down in my mom's room a few times for repeatedly tapping my pencil. I am undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> um, come to find out. Um, but yeah, uh, so then uh, we, so I was there for preschool, kindergarten, and then we went, um, to, I went to public school 
uh, kind of followed. My mom was a teacher. I followed her around at different places. So it was uh, one school for first grade, then switched to another school for second grade. And it was in this, this was in the same district. So then went to a different school for third and fourth grade in public school. Then my mom um, I left teaching for a bit to when she had my younger sister. And so then I went to another school, public school for fifth and, sixth, fifth and sixth grade so I could take the bus. Then went back to the Catholic school for seventh and eighth grade where the kids in the class remembered me as the girl that they had to tickle to wake up because come kindergarten I had decided I liked naps and then they couldn't wake me up unless they tickled me so the same group of kids you went yeah. back to the same school yeah. so that's hilarious they remembered you from kindergarten they were like in eighth grade yeah <laughs> that's so fun <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um from there in high school I went to um, rather than one of the local Catholic high schools, I went to one that was closer. It was a um, quote-unquote non-denominational Christian school, but in reality it was pretty much Baptist, which, you know, I love my Baptist brothers and sisters, but I was like the token Catholic of, of the school. I think there was there's one other, and like one of my best friends was in the, the grade above me, and we went to the same parish and that's kind of how I got to know this school too was through her um and then by the time I was a senior there was a freshman but yeah that was that was we were, we were the only Catholics in the school and it's an interesting experience had a I wish that I was better at apologetics then like I wish I knew mm -hmm. like and I I my my parents were the um youth leaders at at my at my parish and so they they really kind of worked on apologetics with us um that was kind of the big thing we did in youth group and so i did a little like i was able to a little i just wasn't very confident at it um but i, I kind of wish i could go back and, and kind of redo some of those classes and <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> talk to some of those teachers a little more <laughs> do you think um the fact that your that your parents were youth leaders helped keep you grounded in your faith when you were being, um, like, would you say that that was, that was something that helped when you were going to school with kids in, in a slightly different faith tradition? Definitely. Uh, definitely. Um, there wasn't, like, an option. I went to this group. <laughs> um, and we, you know, we discussed a lot of those, you know, like, you were going yeah, to. yeah. And, um, and it was more of my friends and like the people that I like really connected with were in um, were the youth group were like were in my parish and they were at the at high school in the in school um, and, and so that was kind of like most of the, like the things that I did outside of school were with the church. Um, my parents were also really involved with a ministry called Hot Dogs for the Homeless. That that it's a ministry here in Oklahoma City where they bring hot dog lunches to the homeless <laughs> pretty self-explanatory but um my parents actually had added to that and they took clothing donations and they took a van out with the um with the group that was with that we do the homeless and we would have we would just get out all of these clothes that they had organized we had organized into different categories and stuff and had people would just kind of pick through it um so that was another like ministry like that I um, helped with growing up and that kind of kind of formed my understanding of 
what it means to be Catholic. Um, one thing I've been always wanting to ask you is you were really involved in this church camp um, growing up. And I've always wanted to ask you about if that too was something that was like a, one of those touch points of your faith because you talk about it. And even to this day, you get so excited about it when you talk about it. And I've just always wondered, like, what was it about that? Like, if you could tell us more about that experience. Oh, camp. How I love thee. <laughs> um, <laughs> I never went to camp growing up. Like, I was never a camper at any of the, like, whatever, sleepover camps or whatever they're called. Like, we did day camps with, like, Girl Scouts and stuff when I was in Girl Scouts for, like, a minute. Um, <laughs> but I, I started at, at this youth camp that's here in the Oklahoma City area. Um, uh, when I was 16 and April, it was the summer I turned 16. That was the age you could be to like, to start working there. Um, because I'd heard about through other people in the, in the, um, in the youth group. And, uh, I just fell in love with the place and I was a counselor for, I don't even know how many years, um, met my husband there. Um, and I just really found a home in this um, community with other like-minded, I guess. I mean, like, I mean, we were all kind of in different places of faith and every, our faith journeys, but, but other Catholics who came together for a common mission to, like, help ha kids have an awesome summer. <laughs> and... You know, with being in a high school that where I was like <clears throat> the token Catholic, to being in my you know, going in the summer where it was just surrounded, um, but I kind of lived for the summers on that too, um, and I would I I I was also the, like I did a lot of volunteer work in high school. Um, I did you know I worked I volunteered at the local science museum at the library uh, with the the hot dogs for the homeless stuff. And then I went to church camp, and then I also went to nerd camp, which was like science and math camp. And like, so all my friends were like this summer. Like I had some close friends at school and that we, you know, that I did things with at school, but I didn't really do a lot of extracurriculars with them. Like I wasn't really, there weren't, I mean, I was one of the only, you know, basically the only Catholics in the high school, but one of my friends from high school, um, like, one of my, like my closest friend from my grade, there were only like 43 of us in the class, um, but she, uh, she's since um, converted to Catholicism and I'm her, old, her son's godmother. So in church or school or camp, did you play any instruments or sing in the choir anywhere? Did not play any instruments. Um, I did sing choir. Um, Can we hear you sing now? No. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, you didn't have to audition for choir. <laughs> I was in it for the choir tour. Every year choir got to go on a trip um, to different places. Uh, we just, I was just talking to a friend the other day, trying to remember where all we went. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure our, we went to... New Orleans, and well, in various places in Louisiana, Colorado, I think it was Colorado Springs area, uh, I think Missouri and Tennessee. 
I think those were places. But yeah, we got to go. We went on like a week long trip at the end of the year. Did you play any sports growing up? I played basketball starting mm-hmm. in like fourth grade um, through ninth grade when I went into high school and realized I was not good. I mean, I knew I wasn't good, <laughs> but I was really not good. <laughs> um, actually, I, I really didn't know this, that we weren't good. In seventh and eighth grade at the little Catholic school, um, we went two years straight of never winning a game. <laughs> but one game, one game, we only lost 63 to three because I made a three-pointer. <laughs> Being the only one to get them on the scoreboard. They were awful. But we had a lot of fun. Um, I think I broke my dad's finger um, at practice one time. We, um, we didn't have enough people to like play against each other or like, to scrimmage, there's the word, <laughs> scrimmage against each other. So, like, the dads and younger siblings would join in. Broke my dad's finger. Or maybe it was the one of the, the coach's younger daughter's finger. I'm not sure. And then I think a pair of glasses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's impressive. Take those victories where you can. Yeah. And then I also played volleyball. And that one I did play in high school. But I also was not good. I just enjoyed the not running as much, like uh, he'll he show <laughs> with your tennis. Um, and, um, but yeah, so I was on the JV team and did not even start my senior year on JV. Um, I played like back row, center, and right, and that was it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was, I, they, didn't, they didn't even like me to, to I, couldn't serve very well. I, although sometimes I, I would still serve underhanded, and they could not figure out how to return that. Sometimes because they're <laughs> so like, they you do that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But was, I just I enjoyed it though. And that's what really matters. Mm-hmm. You mentioned going to Catholic preschool, and so um, were you a cradle Catholic? Yes, cradle Catholic. Were both of your parents raised Catholic, or they were. Um, they were both cradle Catholics as well. My my grandma on my dad's side, um, she was a convert with her marriage from from the Lutheran Church. It's neat that you come from like a long history of Catholics. I think that's neat when it you know keep it in the family. Yeah, you can go back on my dad's side. Um, his dad's parents, I believe, came here from Poland, and so there's. Polish Catholic. That Polish Catholicism is so deep, man. Yeah. And then on my... DNA deep. And then on my mom's side, we got the French Canadian. Oh. (laughs) Just got it. And there... So we got the Catholic all around. So how many, like, generations does it go back? no idea. (laughs) No idea. What's your favorite thing about being Catholic? There's a lot. I think one of the biggest things for me is the universalism of it. Like... I've, we go on vacation, we go different places or whatever, and it's like we've moved, um, and we go to Mass, and it's, it's the same, mm-hmm. and it's Jesus, <laughs> and I mean, we, my husband worked overseas for a bit, and um, he would go to Mass there, and it was like we could be together. Because Aww. he, um, that's, that's really that is so sweet, and it's true. 
Uh It really is true. When we were... Okay. For the very beginning of our relationship, my husband was still in seminary. Let's talk about that. Yes, please. <laughs> what about? <laughs> okay, so so we we my husband and I met at church camp, and we've been friends for like four years. Um, and then we started chatting some more through. <laughs> AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, my God. Nobody has relationships on that. You got mail. Sorry. This was in college. So. It's just advanced. But just kind of, he had, he's kind of revealing to me that he was considered, he was in his, he had been in his first years. No, he was in his second year of seminary at that point. Sorry. Second year of seminary. And he's talking about how he was, um, you know, considering or had kind of discerned that he was that he was saying he leaves he, that that wasn't his calling. There's the words, um, and uh, and then we were just kind of talking about like what he would do and like I would else I had also gotten out of a uh, I got out of a sticky relationship and um, had made a commitment with a friend to not date for a year. Um, it's always gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, and yeah, so we just kind of, and we were just talking about like what we kind of were looking for for the future, and it was like really a mission, and um, so we just kind of were just talking a lot, and then he came home for Christmas break, and that's we kind of told each other we liked each other and we started dating, but then he went back to seminary because we he was dumb and did, like in the head in our head is like a year, like not I can leave at the semester. Like, he shouldn't have gone back. <laughs> so we were kind of, and then he left mid-semester. <laughs> so it was, because he was in seminary, like, and he wasn't into me, but he was thinking, like, the college aspect of it, and, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's where that was. Mm. <laughs> you guys have such a sweet relationship, too. Like, it's so sweet. The way you guys are just, like, best buddies, like you really are. Yeah, like, he, he was... One of my really good friends. Um, we had a really good foundation um, yeah. with that, and um, like at camp, we there was another. There, there was a. We were really good friends with a couple um, who are married now too, but they were like a couple in there, and like anytime we had like things, like there were different things. Like we always ended up the four of us kind of like doing stuff together. <laughs> But, yeah, so we, we got to know each other just, like, on a platonic level because he was my friend who was going to be a priest. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I never thought about him as anything other than my friend who was going to be a priest until mm-hmm. he told me he was not going to be a priest. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned all these things that you were not great at growing up or mediocre at. What is something that you are good at? Being awkward. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Speaking of the um, well, I have my degree in math, um, but I, so I, I really, that was something like when I went to college, so I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I like math. I guess I'll be an engineer. 
So I went into engineering because that's, you know, you like math. I guess that's what you're going to do if you want to actually, you know, make some money with your degree. Um, and then my college roommate, who was amazing, um, who was just like this, you know, potluck, didn't know her at all before person. Like, and she, we should have been like the best roommate ever. We were roommates all four years. Um, she was a math major and was all excited about being a calculus teacher someday and just like on fire about it. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. Um, so then I got my degree in math and I really loved it. And I barely taught. I, I really enjoyed math. And my college roommate is a calculus teacher and she's really awesome at it. She's still teaching. Yeah. I was her maternity sub for a while. Uh, but now I stay home with my babies and uh, sometimes really don't understand how to teach elementary math. <laughs> <laughs> that was not your area of specialization. No, no. I am like, I can do algebra and up. I've got taught really sixth grade math all the way through uh, calculus, AP calculus. So. Yeah. So when all of our kids are homeschool age, <laughs> they need a homeschool math teacher. Because <laughs> once we hit the, that high school, we have to have those high school credits. Yes. Yeah. So, Miss yes. Annie, we're knocking on your door. <laughs> I would be glad to help because I. Oh, well, that's good. I heard, you're going to. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I I get kind of excited with my with my my um, one of my cousins just sometimes come to. Like she would send me like math questions for her college classes, and it was like, oh, I get to work my brain. I'm Aww. so excited. <laughs> so yeah, so I was able to help, and then also able to think about something other than dirty diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, you talked about all these ministries that you volunteered, or uh, not even just ministries, but just like at the library and the science museum, but all these volunteer things that you did growing up. Have there been any um, roles that you played at church or otherwise since becoming an adult or a mother? Yeah. Um, well, when my husband and I first got married, we helped out with youth ministry and we had um i've talked about this before we had uh, about five years of infertility so we were able to do a little bit more hands-on things um uh then without our kids hanging out <laughs> um but we did we did youth ministry and um was involved in different like women's groups and things and then with since having kids i've been a little bit less um but also a little bit different um i'm uh, I were involved in a, a homeschool co-op, or not really co-op, just a homeschool group that meets up that's um, with our church that also has, like, children's adoration. Um, and then I uh, lead a discipleship um, group for women, and um, I've done some volunteer work, and my husband was working for this, this, this nonprofit, but now we just do volunteer for... Um, Gospel of Life Disciples and Dwellings. It's a nonprofit um, home for the poor and dying, um, led by the magnificent um, Sister Maria. Uh, look it up. Gold. Gospel of Life Disciples. It's amazing. We'll link it. And they also have houses, not just here yeah, in Oklahoma. They have, either. Yeah, they're yeah. in. They have um, in Texas. They're opening up a brand new one. They or they just opened up one brand new. Um, 
And yeah, they're just, just the work that they do just to help people who are um, in their end days is just beautiful. And um, that really, it really means a lot to me in my life because I took care of my dad and my grandma um, when they died. And um, with them, my dad being an only child and my grandma not having any family left other than, um, than really me and my sisters, um, to know that there's a, that there are people and there are, there are ministries that are committed to being there for those who don't have anybody. It just, it, it's just amazing work that they do. And I know that like, there are so many people that are in regular nursing home settings that don't have the family that gold provides. Um, so that's a really dear ministry to me. Um, and then we're also, I'm also involved in, um, uh, domestic church, which I know domestic church means like your, your home church, your, your church at home, <laughs> but also there's a, you call it a movement? Yeah, it's a, it's a movement that came out of Poland. Yeah. And, uh, it's part of the light life movement that was John Paul II was very involved in that. And it's basically a family accountability mm-hmm. program. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And, um. So we're, we're involved with that. Something that has really been kind of on my heart lately with the whole, like, I'm not doing, like, as, I was like, I feel like I'm not doing as much as, like, I used to or things is that I, like, I'm just called to a different ministry in my life. Um, my husband is being called right now to be leading a lot of men's group things. We have four boys and he is the one who is doing the Troops of St. George with them. He is the one who is um, leading the Fraternus group, which is a men's, um, like it's for fifth grade, I think, and up. Um, and men's group, and or young men's group, that's what our, what our church is doing for youth ministry. Um, and so he's in youth ministry that way. He's leading a, his own discipleship group. He does a, he leads a, or organizes like an Exodus 90 group. He's doing all these different things to kind of bring up good, strong men. And I'm feeling like, like I've really had to recognize that that's what God's calling me to do right now is to support him in doing that, to give our sons more opportunities, to Mm -hmm. give them the opportunity or the, the experiences, the, um, a way to really dive into their faith and be set apart from mm-hmm. our current culture mm-hmm. that I can't provide. I stay home and homeschool them. They're with me like so much. Um, mm-hmm. And even like the times where he's doing these different ministry things where the kids aren't involved with they're you know, I'm home with them, but in, I'm wrecking, I have to recognize that I'm like, really been um feeling this a lot lately lately god's been like talking to me a lot about this lately that that is the important thing for our family the important work of our family right now is to and especially i mean we talked about how he was in seminary um he you know because he he was called to seminary he wasn't called Mm -hmm. to be a priest but he was called to seminary he and he followed that call and how many of our of 
our boys and men, like, don't follow that call, whatever it may be. And right. don't follow whatever they're called, you know, and they aren't because they're not being encouraged. Um, well, I think a lot of times people think that seminary means you have to become a priest. Right. When it's I really a good discernment right. period right. where you're learning more about our faith and whether or not that's really where God's calling you mm-hmm. to go. And the things that maybe he experienced and learned there, what God did in him, created the, the preparation for what he's doing now, which is going to impact our culture. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so it's really beautiful. I love that you are spoke about the stepping back to allow your husband to use those gifts right now to f- form that foundation for when your sons are older, they have those things available to them. And um, I just had a friend recently talk about how she stepped back for a while, thought that, you know, everything she put everything on hold for her family and then ended up with this like she just waited and all this stuff showed up and mm-hmm. i hear you saying the same thing and so mm-hmm. you're like my time's gonna come i'm trying to be patient uh, mm-hmm. i just love how beautiful that is and that's something with the with our domestic church um part of the one of the things that we do that we've been taught how to do is something called like couple dialogue and it's not just a conversation with your spouse, it's conversation and prayer. Like you're talking about all these important things in your life. Like, yeah, you have the, you know, like your family meeting or your couple meeting, you're like talking to them, but you're praying about each specific thing that you're, um, that you're needing to discuss. And that has kind of helped me in that, like, cause we'll talk about like, you know, his, when he was, you know, his job or his ministries or my or what we're doing and we pray about it and we pray about each of our kids and like recognizing that these, you know, it's helped me really recognize that the things that, that my husband's doing, what it's leading our family towards. Well, I would say too that like, you know, putting kind of recognizing what your role is right now, like that is your time, you know, like yeah. they're, they're in like God's going to make, because because you're answering that call that you feel like God God is calling you to, that you know beautiful things are going to happen to you and through you because yeah. of that. And already for are. your family, yeah. your sons, oh yeah, and in your sons' souls and in their lives, mm-hmm. things that are eternal. Because of that, yes, that yes is always so much bigger than just the yes that we say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes move it moves mountains. Mm-hmm. It opens you know? up so many opportunities. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, and there's this. So do you have any uh, favorite books or devotions or saints? Like, those don't really go together because I'm thinking my favorite book is The Giver. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Um... I it didn't say it had to be a Catholic. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. What are you reading right yeah. now? Or what are you feeling drawn to learn more about in your faith? Something like that. Um, I I like how you put that there. What have you been drawn to be learning more in your faith? Because that's something. Um, I've been I've read a variety of like different books that have all led me to want to learn more about um, uh, St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross, Stein, mm-hmm. and um, one of the, I keep, like, I've tried a little bit, 
of stuff on my phone. I need to get like better book or something. <laughs> I don't want to buy it. That's I feel I've been feeling like kind of led to mm -hmm. to her lately, and um, then I I really um, really like praying the um, Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and um, just that. I, I think it's because like I have those like ADHD kind of tendencies. I'm kind of recognizing that a lot in myself because of my my oldest son has recently had a like ADHD diagnosis and I'm learning more about it and everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm like kind of learning on that. And um, I get really distracted during the rosary. <laughs> it's just a little. <laughs> and so, but I'm like. The Divine Mercy Chaplet is, is very doable for me, <laughs> but then also like this the just the the words itself like and the that the prayers itself involved it's um um just very moving and that's been um kind of my my go to like devotion mm. <laughs> as you could call it um, yeah if you could visit your younger self what is something that you would like a piece of advice that you would tell yourself I don't know because any advice that I would give to myself would change the course of where I am today and I wouldn't change that it was very wise yeah, very she wise. is wise <laughs> Annie you've traveled outside the United States mm-hmm if there is anywhere you could go that you haven't already been, where would it be? That's a hard one. Because I've never been to any of the places outside the United States with my husband. Mm -hmm. And I would love to go to Assisi with him. I mean, you know, we'd also go to Rome and all, Vatican City and all that. But Assisi is absolutely gorgeous. Um, but I've already been there, so I guess I can't answer that. I would love, I don't, I, I'm, I'd probably be horribly sick the whole time, but I would love to go on an Alaskan cruise. Mm. That would be really fun. I am, like, I get horribly motion sick. Like, I can't sit in one of those glider chairs with the feet in the ottoman mm. without getting motion sick. Mm. I'm constantly telling my kids to stop rocking their rocking chair because I will get sick. I don't want to go on the Alaskan cruise. <laughs> I'm like totally. Yeah, I'll just sleep the whole time. That's what when we, when I went to France, uh, we like everything's like a far distance between thing, things in France, and well, at least where we were going. Uh, and we would take the bus there, and I always took my Dramamine. Mm -hmm. And like one time, I was awake, and they were like, "Annie's awake." This was in college, like with the pilgrimage <laughs> crew. <laughs> yeah. I get like really bad motion sick. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning more about Annie and um, join us in two weeks when we learn more about Lauren. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks. Until then, may God bless you and may Mary accompany you.